Section 8 of Birds, Volume 3, Number 2, February 1898. Recorded for LibriVox.org by Colleen McMahon. Wooing Birds Odd Ways. Of all the interesting points on which Mr. Dixon touches in his Curiosities of Bird Life, perhaps none is more remarkable than the strange antics in which some birds indulge, especially at the pairing season. With what odd gestures will a smartly dressed cock-sparrow, for instance, endeavor to cut a good figure in the eyes of his demure and sober-tinted lady-love? To a similar performance, though with more of dignity and action about it, the black cock treats his wives, for unlike the better-conducted, though often much-calumniated sparrow, he is not satisfied with a single mate. One of the most characteristic of spring sounds on Exmoor as evening darkens, or still more in the early hours of the morning, is the challenge of the blackcock. In the month of April, he who is abroad early enough may watch, upon the russet slopes of Dunkery, a little party of blackcock at one of their recognized and probably ancestral meeting places, by one of the little moorland streams, or on the wet edge of some swampy hollow. Each bird crouches on a hillock, in the oddest of attitudes, its head down, its wings a-droop, its beautiful tail raised, and utters at intervals strange, almost weird notes, sometimes suggestive of the purr of a turtle-dove, and sometimes more like the cry of a chamois. Presently an old cock, grand in his new black coat, will get up and march backward and forward with his neck stretched out and his wings trailing on the ground. Now he leaps into the air, sometimes turning right round before he alights, and now again he crouches close upon his hillock. It is said that in places where black game are few, a single cock will go through all this by himself, or at least with only his wives for witnesses. But if there are more cocks than one, the proceedings generally end with a fight. Where the birds are numerous, the young cocks, who are not allowed to enter the arena with their elders, hold unauthorized celebrations of their own. There are many birds which thus, like higher mortals, have their fits of madness in the days of courtship. But there are some, such as the spur-winged lapwing of La Plata, which are, like the lady in the song, so fond of dancing, especially of what the natives call their serious dance, meaning a square one, that they indulge in such performances all the year, not in the daytime only, but even on moonlit nights. If, says Mr. Hudson, who tells the story, a person watches any two birds for some time, for they live in pairs. He will see another lapwing, one of a neighboring couple, rise up and fly to them, leaving his own mate to guard their chosen ground, and instead of resenting this visit as an unwarranted intrusion on their domain, as they would certainly resent the approach of almost any other bird, they welcome it with notes and signs of pleasure. Advancing to the visitor, they place themselves behind it. Then all three, keeping step, begin a rapid march, uttering resonant drumming notes in time with their movements, the notes of the pair behind them being emitted in a stream like a drum roll, while the leader utters loud single notes at regular intervals. The march ceases. The leader elevates his wings and stands motionless and erect, still uttering loud notes, while the other two, with puffed-out plumage and standing exactly abreast, stoop forward and downward until the top of their beaks touch the ground, and sinking their rhythmical voices to a murmur, remain for some time in this posture. The performance is then over, and the visitor goes back to his own ground and mate, 
to receive a visitor himself later on. London Daily News. End of section eight. This recording is in the public domain.